guys, what's up? It's Yanis here, the Electric Dude. Welcome back to another episode of High Voltage. Um, it's been a while, definitely been a while throughout the summer. I've been kind of busy. Uh, a, kind of enjoying my time before I have to go back to school. B, some more personal projects that I've been trying to uh, do, but I couldn't do it because of school, so I've been trying to focus more on them. And C, focusing a lot on the Electric Dude Network, which is made out of Electric Dude High Voltage. Uh, now only an audio, but maybe in the future, hopefully at some point, end of this year, maybe early next year, we can do some video podcasts. And of course, 31 Breaks and B-Flames as well as part of the uh, ever-expanding network. So what is, uh, I'm, what am I going to talk about today? What is going to be happening is, let's just kind of do a quick overview. High Voltage Moving Forward is going to be coming out on a Sunday at 10.30 a.m., and I typically record high voltage on a Thursday or Friday, uh, so that I have time to edit it to make it sound nice or feel or like sound clean rather. Um, and I like to take time. Also, I like to talk about as much things as I can, but I like to keep it compact. I know with an uh with a YouTube video, most people don't watch a YouTube video more than like twenty minutes. I think that's around the the point where most people are like, yep. Yeah, 20 minutes, uh, I'm done watching this video. I might just hop off. If it is longer, they typically might come back and watch the rest of it later. Just breaks. In a, in a podcast, you have the ability to just go as long as you want. You can record for up to four hours, five hours, as long as you've got the time and the placements and everything works out for you. But I know some people like to have unfiltered, like not unfiltered, long conversations, just like a podcast but they don't necessarily want to watch the full one hour and 45 minutes. So I try to compact as much things I can talk about in like 30 minutes to 40 minutes to 45 minutes maximum sometimes. I think the longest podcast I've ever done is the 53 minute original first time of podcast I ever did in high voltage, which you can go take a look. But that's almost from two years ago, if I remember correctly. It is honestly amazing where we've gone to. And now that we're kind of focusing more on the audio perspective, um, it's really interesting because I get to ha- be able to put so much stuff and I want to be able to give each thing the right amount of time, but I want to make sure that you get exactly what you want to know in the time that you might have, 30 minutes, 45 minutes maximum, or sometimes hopefully in the future we can do longer, more longer conversations for more interesting, more open topics, maybe like high voltage short and high voltage long, like regular high voltage for people who have 30 to 40 minutes, and then a longer more expanded conversation with everything that has has to happen or had happened but yeah that's just kind of the basic summary of what's going to be happening going forward now that that's out of the way let's talk about the interesting things that i had to talk about uh number one um the, i think one of the most interesting things nanoleaf light panel and light strips not really an update there's no secondary this is about what i actually use so I think it was last year, almost exactly, I think a year ago, uh, I got uh, the Nanoleaf Light Strip and Nanoleaf Light Panels, which you've probably seen previously in videos, and then they changed. Uh, they were behind my desk, and I had the light strip around my table. So what you wouldn't know is all the stuff that's happened between with different, different things that have gone on with these panels. So let's talk about the panels, first of all. These panels, or the light panels, because I'm looking at them right now, uh, have fallen around five times five times 
So of course, the light panels are taped to the wall. I never screwed them in because it gives me the ability to change up the design later on in the future, I thought, so open up uh, that. But they fell, I think, twice because the desk hit them. Then a third time because the desk just, it just fell. And then another time because the desk just fell. And then the last show, I think, was around two weeks ago at, uh, from when I'm recording this, it fell again. And we tried all types and types of uh, solutions. Of course, Natalie provides very nice tape. And the tape actually took me to around March, I think, if I'm, no, April it was. March and April was when I actually got my hands on um, the product. On the first time it fell, it fell twice in those months. So, of course, the first time it was just an leaf tape. It just kind of worn out and I lost quite a long. I think it was the longest lasting tape out of all the tapes that I tried to come. Uh, but the leaf tape kind of worn out. It popped off. Okay, we went to go get the standard 3M tape. That didn't last very long. We then went to get Gorilla Tape. Uh, I think that's the name of it, Gorilla Tape. And that also failed. So when it fell last week, or like two weeks ago, I was kind of like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with this again. So I decided to calculate the perfect position where I couldn't risk anything major happening. So if you've ever seen my videos, you know the brown table. You know that side wall where the brown table is? Just You'll see it in upcoming videos. The light strips are not there. They are on the side of the wall and they go very long and they're expanding. You go all up the wall, like high up too. And I think it looks so much better. A, now because you can actually see it. With my old monitors, I, you, you wouldn't see it. You would not see anything at all because the monitors would be covering all the light that would come out. Now it's a nice little add-on that kind of shines through in each video and you can probably see it. And I always leave it on the uh, voice mode calling handy so that it looks very nice. It's just a really cool little thing in the background and now you can actually see it. It's also quite bright if you put the lights off or just quite bright generally. So that's quite cool. And of course, I just think it's really nice. And now it is screwed in, sadly. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about why I should not screw in or should I? But if you all know my setup, you know that uh, there's a tripod on that actually goes there. I removed it to shoot something the other day and then I put it back in. And now it's back in its original place where it oversees everything. And uh, I put a camera and I can do a top down shot, of course. But uh, now, now that desk is completely empty, the brown desk is mostly empty, just a little thing on it for all the tools that I might need randomly cables, screws, other things. Uh, but I think what would be really interesting is that now uh, it's just way more dead it's more present now the the strip the panels that is and now that the tripod arm is there the tripod arm is just perfectly placed that it doesn't actually won't ever hit it and my main concern is that if it was taped and the tripod arm like you know and i'm moving it around to adjust it if it does hit the panels the likelihood of the panels falling is extremely high and i don't want to have to deal with like every one of those panels falling from like the top of my wall down because they already have fallen like five times. They probably are slightly damaged. You can probably find on the back mostly the scuffs. Um, and because they're only falling from such a small height and because they're not like glass or anything, it's fine. But I don't imagine if they fell from like a very tall height like where they are right now. I don't think they would survive. I think they would just like completely break up and completely snap. Which I 
really don't want to have to do, but I really don't want to have to like be like, oh snap, I have to do this again. So it is screwed in now. It is nice and tidy and clean at least now. It's visible and I can just kind of have fun with it. It's more less of the worry of, oh, it's going to break. I definitely know in the next like three months, the tape's going to wear out again and it's going to fall out again. None of that. It's just, just perfect. Uh, also now, uh, light strip, uh, the light strips that used to go around my desk, they were fine about to like three weeks ago. Uh, it happened before. I mean, explain. Oh, uh, no. It would have happened if... Oh, three weeks ago. Okay, I'm getting the dates confused. Three weeks ago, the light panels fell, and then we fixed them up, I think, around uh, one week later. The light strip broke uh, the week after the panels fell off. So basically, if you ever had light strip, not a light, light strip, or you've ever seen one that's similar, the connector of the controller, like the nice controller that goes on the side, has always been mounted on my desk side. So it's always been nice because I can just turn it on and turn it off without having to worry about anything. It has to be connected. It was fine till the side of tape uh, came in basically and it just got loose and the thing fell from my table. Yeah. Um, and it fell from my table and it went falling. And I was just like, does it, does it have to fall? Why does it have to fall? Um, but I thought I was going to fix it at some point. I wasn't sure when I was going to fix it, but I was like, it, it probably isn't that hard. Just put some double-sided tape. Then I got caught up in a bunch of different tasks. I mean, I didn't really worry too much about it because I was like, it just fell from the, it didn't, like the, the strip didn't fall from the desk. And I say that the controller just slid off the entire wiring and the entire like line on the desk is still there at the lights, but it's just the controller fell down and tape. Uh, I just thought I put some tape in a bit and I'll just fix it up. And the lights were still working. I could still control the lights. There was no problem. So I was like, it's fine. I'll just fix it at some point. Uh, and I did actually fix it around a week ago now. It would have been. So around like three to four days later, I came back. And I was just trying to like make sure everything was connecting. And the connector that goes into the controller pops out. So it's like, oh, that's pretty normal. I'll just snap it back in. I did. And then the controller that connects to the little lining around the desk. There's a little, there's a little point of cable connection from the strip to the controller, like the controller wire, basically. These two basically snapped. So I was like, it's again, just another cable, I'll just have to plug it again, plug it again. And I really tried plugging it in, but then when I, it doesn't, it just snaps a second later. And I didn't notice it at the moment, but it actually pulled out the inside of the cable, the lining or the strip. The inside of the strip has completely gone from the inside. It's like pulled out. Not the entire thing, of course, just the front. Imagine that. Just a little bit of that is now just inside and just stuck into the cable. I can't even replug it in. It's like the wire has completely become snapped. So that's just on my desk. I've contacted Natalie. Hopefully, I can get a solution. I'm going to post about that if I do or do not. Um, but really, it's just... It's just like, I would expect it to last very long, not just like, I get it, it's like, okay, I don't know, I, I think it's both, it is kind of my fault. Could I have solved the issue in the moment it happened when the controller fell? Maybe. Yes, I could have. But I was just kind of busy. The moment I fell, I was, I didn't notice it at first. Then when I realized it was angling because I was in the room, I walked in and I just started working and then I just looked down to see something and uh, I looked down to 
uh, just check a cable if it was plugged in or not. And that's when I noticed it. And I just didn't think it was an issue because the lights were still on and stuff. So that's how I didn't realize it. So I could have just, yeah, I could have fixed it. But that's one thing. The fact that even with a super, like just barely doing anything, I was able to just completely pull the cable. Like I expected, I understand people have told me it's fragile, but not like so fragile that the tiniest of pull just completely decimates any chance of it reviving it. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can sort that out and hopefully uh, we can get it all back to where we need to be. Then I think then I have to talk about what else. Well, I have to, have to, have to talk about the fact that the iPhone 15 is going to be made out of titanium, guys. Big drop right here. What does that mean? What's happening? So the iPhone 15 is supposed to come out, of course, next month, alongside probably the new Apple Watch Series 9 and a new Lumen Ultra 2. I'm going to be making videos about all of those things. So do subscribe for those uh, when they do start coming out on your YouTube screen, of course. Uh, but, guys, they, they just need to be quick with these type of solutions. So, guys, let me just explain. Apple has been using stainless steel for a long time, okay? They've been using stainless steel, I think, since the iPhone um, 11 or 10. No, 11, 11, I think, I'm pretty sure it was, for the pros only. So if you ever have an iPhone, you'll know that on the iPhone bases, like the base uh, 14 or 14 plus, I have a 12 mini. The sides are nice and matte, but the back glasses are always just magnets of fingerprints. So I actually have a skin, a D-brand skin, pretty nice. Um, oh, by the way, D-brand, I'm still waiting for my Marcus Brownie skin. Please send it over. It's been like three years, actually. No, I'm joking. It's been like one year, though, but like. Um, mouse case, pretty, pretty cool on it. We'll get it off Hilton. But yes, you know those are fingerprint magnets. On the pros, the back is matte and nice and soft, but the sides are glossy and ucky because it, they just look bad all the time. I, I, I don't know what I prefer having. I mean, I know what I prefer, full everything matte, but I don't know. So... Now Apple wants to change the material, apparently, just because they need to change the material because they want you to make sure that you know it's a new iPhone. Again, I think this is a common thing I've seen over the last few years, especially with Apple, which is because they don't make as many changes as Android companies, they need to make one change, like, put the design every year to know that it's a new one. Otherwise, like, if I took all the last five Samsungs, you can probably tell them or tell me that it's rather all from different years. If I take the last four iPhones, and I give you all the same, like, space gray color pros, all that is, you could probably not tell me the difference. I, I bet you did. Unless I give you, like, some kind of the, the front so you can see the notches or something else, you know, like a small change in the volume knob or something that you might pick up on. It's, like, sort of the difference, basically. It's like that right now for Apple. But uh, they're making it titanium. So I think that just by itself is, like, a hidden reference by... By making it titanium, we're going to make it way more expensive. I kind of expected that uh, because, A, titanium is just going to be a very expensive material. And they probably need to do it just because they want to make it more expensive for whatever reason. That's fine. I really don't care. Apple just do it nicely. It probably will be extremely more expensive than it was last year anyways. So, okay. But to that note, Apple has been consistently making their prices for the last two, I think, three years even the same. 
it's not actually going up nor has it gone down in any case but it has been just consistently so if apple does increase your price they're going to be breaking that and it just means that it's just going to be way more expensive just because of the material on other news probably going to be moving to type c now apparently of course according to what the eu demanded next year is when type c is like has to be done for every apple product so mac mac no one really cares about uh about if it's type c because of MacSafe, but you can still charge with a type c port on mac like you can if you want to uh type c for ipad is still already a thing all the ipads have type c uh now we're just kind of waiting only the four things are the other couple of things like the smaller not really small but the other things like um well how about i just begin with the iphone for like the last few years we've been wanting an ipc iphone finally we're getting it we're only getting it though because it's been forced on us really it's, it's not like we have a it's like forced on apple rather that we are getting this otherwise i i seriously think we would have had like for this year at least maybe one more year i wouldn't be surprised if they were saving lightning for like 2027 when the iphone 20 comes out on stage or something like that or even by then point no charger at all like it's apple what am i saying they won't have a charger they're not gonna comply <laughs> they won't comply or or Lotus apple just does type c for one year and then next year they do a mac safe i could see that happen i'm sorry but i could see it happening it's apple move in my opinion okay but yeah um now that the way that they're saying they can do it kind of misleading but also kind of sad for the lower end users who are using the iphone 14 and 14 plus which i am apple and i will come for you because i love these phones but the pros are apparently only going to be getting type c and the regulars are going to be making on still going to be made with lightning port because apple makes money from lightning accessories why apple why why just don't i know what apple says is about Oh, but with our accessories, oh, most people have lightning accessories. I don't really care. Most of my accessories are Type-C. If I could plug in a Type-C accessory to an iPhone directly, please let me do that. Okay? Please. I would love that. It also means that sometimes it'd probably be better because one port for everything. Um, but yeah, uh, so now that's one way. But the other way is that all of the lineup gets Type-C, which you should do Apple, and all of them get our Type-C, but only the pros have Thunderbolt support. I think that's the way it should go. But again, Apple probably has their own logic, which they're probably going to do. Uh, also, Series 9 Apple Watch, that's probably going to be coming out in this event, of course, with the Ultra 2. And they're going to be getting a new chip. Now, I know Apple Watch chips are not the most exciting thing on the planet compared to the new Mac chip or the new uh, iPhone chip. But we're apparently getting some massive boost in performance more than like the last three years. Apparently, the last three years have been, they say every year we've got a new ship. But the performance in those ships, even though they've changed every year, has not been that much. So now, finally, finally, Apple is making a massive change, putting a new ship um, and that will give it so much more performance on both phones. No, sorry, both watches, the Series 9 and the Series uh, Ultra, the Ultra 2, I think that's what they're going to call it. But knowing Apple, they're going to just call it the Apple Watch Ultra again, just like they call the iPhone S. No, well, they did call the iPhone SE the iPhone SE 3, so maybe. But it does sound like in my head, like Apple would just say the Ultra Watch again, not an Ultra Watch 2. But they probably have to, otherwise people are going to get really confused. 
but I think I think I got a really good point I want to make here is that uh, Apple Watch Ultra is made of titanium already. So it could be that Apple just moving everything slowly to titanium. Please, uh, actually, I'm joking. Please don't do that. Please, just like it probably will make everything way more expensive just because it's titanium. And I don't think everyone wants titanium necessarily in their pocket unless you like you need it to protect yourself from bulletproof attackings. I, I, I don't see other uses for that, but like the only thing that deserves every titanium is the Apple Watch and the MacBook. Okay, let me explain. The MacBook titanium is still like I think one of my other favorite laptops, not because it's titanium, just because titanium made it look so good and feels so great. I never felt it, but rather look so good and like just look really good overall. I see other people that talk about it as well. It just looks so great. But my favorite MacBook, or rather Mac, is the Macintosh from nineteen eighty three. So just okay, guys, don't judge, but like it's one of the best Mac laptops ever. Okay, um, yeah. Anyways. I think Apple right now is in going to be moving all of that. Uh, the Apple Watch is going to be getting not really any faster charging as I can think of, or anything really new in terms of other specs. The re- a redesign is probably not going to be in the works. They're saving that for next year, trust me, with the Watch 10. So yeah, guys, we're probably not going to see anything but a massive chip improvement, maybe some new stronger glass, and maybe for some new colors on the regular, but also more specifically, I think for most people, the Ultra, the Ultra only came in the silver titanium. And the rumor is they're going to do a full matte black, which I think uh, the rumors say full matte black, everything matte black, but I think it just doesn't make sense for them to do full matte black. They need to do matte black with a red accent on the action button, like how titanium has an orange titanium button for the action button. Apple, do it. And I... I, I've seen the Midnight Apple Watch before, and I don't like the Midnight Apple Watch. I think a lot of people can say that. So, Apple, if you come out with the Apple Watch Ultra, and it is a midnight color, like midnight, the color midnight, instead of matte black, really, I'm not going to be happy. I, I just can't do that. I, I, I need a matte black matte Apple Watch Ultra, because it, it just makes so much sense. Okay, it just makes so much sense. To have matte black for like a rugged outside watch. Most people don't want a titanium silver glowing watch. They want a nice sleek matte black watch. So please do that. Please. Uh, what else we might get in this event? We actually have maybe one more thing. Considering that it does need a refresh anyways. Alongside another thing that might need a refresh anyways. Um, a new iPad uh, 11th gen supposedly like with the new chip from last year probably so i mean i don't know we could probably see it probably won't change that much like last year i don't think they're going to even spend like more than 10 minutes on it maybe they're just going to talk about yeah it's the new type c ipad yeah it doesn't have the magnetic gen 2 because we still need you to buy the gen 1 and you're going to buy a dongle with that because you wanted to use waste your money yeah also, it's going to have the same chip as the last one last year. Not really the same chip, rather. Uh, not a, a different, a new chip, but one from last year or last year's performance. So, yeah, that's a new iPad. And it still costs $430. Yeah. Uh, also, maybe maybe a new iPad Air. I think Apple's in the new line for a refresh right now. Uh, wait a second. No. Sorry, my bad. iPad Air came out last year. So... Probably, maybe they could still do it later next, uh, later at the end of the year. 
but probably not. I, I think Apple's just going to be like, yeah, well, I don't think we're going to do that. Like, Apple could probably say, that, yeah, we're going, we want to save it for next year. We need enough, we need new things, right? Because they got to keep pumping out new products and they need to keep some things for next year so they have something new to talk about, right? Um, so they could do it end of this year, like the small 20 minute keynote or something, but I don't think they need to do a 20 minute keynote. They just need to do like a five minute video explaining that, yeah, it has a new M2 chip that you all know. Yeah, it's a little bit faster than the last one. Cool. Thanks for watching. Problem with all it. Considering that we finished the M2 lineup, by the way, I think it just makes sense that they're probably going to wait for the, air, for the air next year to introduce it in maybe an April or March event or even a May event where they also will introduce an M3. I don't think they're going to do M3 like at the end of this year randomly in like October. I don't think they're going to do it in the upcoming event. If they do, I could see them working, but I don't think we're going to see like, I don't think we're going to see a new iPad Air. Because typically the Pro gets updated with the M3 and then the Air gets the next ship. That's how it happened originally. Considering that the Pro has been updated for like the last year right now. Um, less than a year it got updated ago. So around December, right? So November, November it got updated. Um, it, it just means that now that we're probably not going to see a change to the Air this year because we already got one last year. So... The likelihood of them doing an update this year in the air, this event or any event, unlikely, probably going to be waiting next year to introduce it with a new iMac 24 inch, not 27 inch. I want a 27 inch. I want even a 32 inch Pro to do it, Apple, but a new iMac with uh, probably the new MacBook Air and also a new iPad Air and maybe even a new iPad Pro all running M3 processors uh, just across the board. By the way, I don't know how Apple's uh, planning now for the new 13-inch Air and 15-inch Air is. I don't know that because their 15-inch Air release later, it gets updated later. If that is the case, then Apple, please don't do that because I don't think it makes sense for you to update the 13-inch when everyone knows it's a bigger, slightly more powerful 15-inch that's running one generation previously. That's assuming they do release separate dates for these laptops to get their own ships. They are the same laptop at different sizes. They should get the chip update at the same time, not separately. Okay, perfect. Thank you guys. Okay. Oh, and finally, we're not expecting. We're expecting two, maybe other changes. Uh, we don't expect AirPods for. I don't think at least maybe. Uh, they could do uh, AirPods fourth, maybe like there's some like hey hey, it could could happen, could not happen. Considering that the last AirPods update was two years ago, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they can. I think it's very Apple of them to just wait one more year and do it in a year's time. Just give it like one more year and they'll do it. Just because again, uh, they pro there probably is like a good reason for that. But at Apple, like they probably don't have a new chip for the. I don't know. I just don't think Apple will do it this year, uh, AirPods 3, uh, AirPods 4, sorry. I think they want to just, like, wait it out because I think, in some cases, I think sometimes I feel like Apple just wants to wait as much as possible to release a new pair of headphones. Like, they want to wait before, after everyone else has done their thing, and then they'll do their next pair uh, of headphones. Uh, because if you remember, I mean, this could also be partially because of what happened in COVID, but 
2019 and then 2021, that was a two-year difference. Okay, I can still see it. Wait, when did when did April 2 come out? I don't think it was right. Checking it. Okay, Airbots 2 came out in March 2019. So we waited from March 2019 till October 2021. So it is in Apple's likelihood that they could update it this year, but they might wait till next year and keep it for another release date next year later down the line. But again, now that I know that the release date was in 2021 and that they did release the Airbots 2 in 2019, I could also see them maybe releasing Airpods 4 this year. In terms of performance updates, the new shape will probably give it, uh, the H4 will probably give it uh, better performance across both for types of sounds. We're still not going to be getting active noise cancellation, and I think it's going to be just like the Apple 1 and 2, the same design. Like, Apple 1 and 2 had the same design, now Apple 3 and 4 are going to have the same design probably as well. Uh, just because A will be cheaper to manufacture, and B, Apple doesn't read it on a lot of things, as we know. So, performance-wise, and it will just be better. Uh, but that is about it. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this High Voltage. I'm Yali D'Souza, a lecture dude. Uh, and this is basically everything you have to know about the Nile flight strips and how they broke. And I'll be updating you hopefully next week about what happened with those and what is the solution that they, we came to. Um... And also more updates as the weeks go along, just as the lead up to the Apple event in September, whenever it does happen. I'm Yandis Souza, and I'm signing off as a lucky dude. Peace.